All right. So today we continue our series on hearing the call. So this is a multi-part series. You can, if you like, go back and listen to the previous episodes. That will give you a very strong foundation and many examples of what we mean by hearing the call. And in this chapter, in this episode, I thought we would talk about the call to a cause. What does it mean to have a cause? And with all things, (laughs) maybe particularly with a cause, but with all things, there is a pathological version of that thing and the flowering version or the positive version or the version of that thing that is functioning in the world because of what it was intended to be useful for. So when we have a cause, when we have a... to just sort of sketch out a bit more of what we mean by a cause, essentially it is a collective action to an issue or an event or an ideal that is bigger than an individual. A cause is a collective phenomenon. It is a larger kind of community or group or organization or institution. And there's a reason, of course, why we have this. There's a reason why we organize, we organize ourselves into collectives. Because we do see that there are issues that are bigger than ourselves. There are issues that cannot really be resolved by an individual. We need help. That is the positive and you could say, well, negative side of things. (laughs) Whether it's positive or negative, I don't know. We could really see it both ways depending on, well, the circumstances. But we need help. That is a truth. We need to collaborate. That is a truth. And really, collaboration is different again. Collaboration I put in a different category. I put that on a different level. And with all this, with this collectivity, we have a number of emergent properties that are also quite destructive. So, for example, we have groupthink. We have conformity. We have forcing of ideology onto individuals. We have echo chambers, particularly in the information sphere, particularly in the realm of ideas and public discourse. And this occurs within us as a kind of noise, as a kind of drowning out from hearing the true message. This is exactly the point of what it means to hear the call. Because out of the noise does come a truth, does come a call that is pure. And 
Now, in some ways, we could say that to adhere to a cause or to sort of sign yourself up to a cause depends on where you're at in your development. And the trick is, well, to do it consciously, to do it while maintaining your independence, to do it while really being able to assess whether this cause is worthwhile. Because people sign up to things and they join a cause without first having the skill of being able to listen for what it is that the message really is. What's the message of your cause? What's the message of your institution? Is that clear? A lot of the time for a lot of institutions, it's not clear. And further still from just being able to hear that message and deduce it in its fundamental purest form, is the ability to actually assess whether that's a good thing. Assess if it is something that you should be putting time into, you should be putting energy into. And we say good and bad as if it's a question of morality, but it's not really a question of morality. I mean, really, morality is a paradigm. It is a way of assessing the situation. That is a mechanism by which people actually do learn to assess the situation. And in some ways, morality and the idea of putting things into good or bad is limited. It's not skilled enough, it's not detailed enough, it's not dynamic enough to really assess the truth of the institution, the truth of an idea, the truth of a cause. So to learn the ways in which an institution is being an effect or a cause or a force in the world is a skill unto itself. And that skill needs to be developed. That skill needs to be something you need to take on consciously. And another way of looking at the developmental way in which we adhere to ideas or causes is to say, well, it's a matter of your self-image. It's a matter of your ego development. Because one of the most powerful things is to have a sense of community, to have a sense of belonging. And from an outsider's point of view, you might look at people signing up to seemingly outrageous causes, destructive causes even, violent causes. And from an outsider's point of view, you think, well, why on earth are they doing that? What on earth is going on there? How can they not see the immorality of what they're doing? And what's missing is the insider's point of view. Which is that 
There's a psychological need. There's an emotional need. There's a relational need that's being met by that cause, by signing up to that cause, because it gives a sense of belonging. It brings a sense of community. It brings a sense of relating to something that is bigger than yourself. And all humans have those things within them. Sooner or later, all of those things are satisfied or taken care of in some way. Because we all do see that the world is bigger than ourselves. That's not too hard to get your head around, right? Even the most egomaniac sort of arrogant prick, (laughs) if we can put it in such terms, can see that the world is bigger than them. They don't like to acknowledge it, and it's not at the forefront of their operating way in the world. (laughs) But it doesn't take much to sit down, look around, and see that, well, there's something I need to contend with that, by all estimations, I can't contend with by myself. I'm forced to join a community. I'm forced to join an institution. I'm forced to enlist or to get people to enlist. And the sense of belonging is so underrated. It's so misunderstood how powerful that is. Like if you just take some kid who's had family problems, never really had any friends, never really fit in at school, and he sort of goes through all of his childhood and through all all his adolescence without ever really fitting in, and he gets to his early 20s and doesn't even know what it means to fit in, and not really to fit in as in to be okay with everyone, but to actually belong, right? Belonging is so much deeper than just fitting in. When we say fitting in, that's more like a schoolyard kind of thing. When we say belonging, well, that means something much deeper. That's more tribal. That's more primal. And if we take this kid and he's in his early 20s and he's never really known what it means to belong and someone comes along and enlists him in something, whether it's an idea or an ideology or an institution of some sort or any sort of cause that has a kind of collective and then he's welcomed into that as a helpful part, as a resource, as someone who can contribute their skills and their talent and is mentored by the leaders or the senior, the senior figures, the more senior figures of that cause. Well, that is, it's, it's unfathomable how much of a transformation that individual is going to go through. 
They would would trade that for nothing. That's where you get these people who sign up to these causes and they say, I would give my life for that cause. I would die for this cause. And you see this in gangs. You see this in neo-Nazism. You see this in pathological religious ideas of the left and the right. You see this in cults. You see this in scams. You see this in organizations. You see this in business. You see this in not-for-profit organizations. You see this in churches. You see this in sports. And the list goes on and on. There's no end to what it means to have a cause. And to hear the call to a cause is to really clearly assess for yourself what the big issue is that you're contending with. And that's really just the first step. Because you do need to ask, how effective is it? How is it that it relates to you? How does it sit with you? How does it resonate for you? And how is your sense of belonging being satisfied? Because, of course, I'm not a skeptic, right? (laughs) I'm not skeptical about belonging. I, of course, feel very warmly about belonging and friendship. These are high values. These are very important values. And I'm not a moralist. I wouldn't say that it's a matter of right and wrong. It's not as though we can say this morality is all we need to worry about. Just follow the good. Just do good things. Don't be bad. Don't do wrong things. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to work. And what the parameters are is actually your skill in seeing. It's your skill in actually hearing the call. Because I can't give you a blueprint of even the meta- physical or fundamental components of a healthy organization. I can't say, okay, here's the checklist that you need to tick off for a cause that is worthwhile, for a cause that is good, for a cause that you should sign up for. And if it doesn't have these things, well, don't do it. It is that 
you need to find the checklist for yourself. And consciously assessing your sense of belonging and your morality is just the first two or three off that list. You'll need to find more. You'll need to find how it functions in the world. You'll need to find what sort of profile the senior, the senior figures or members of that organization have. What kind of person are they? And it is quite tricky because we so easily want to demonize things. We want to see things in black and white. We want to glorify our cause. You see this a lot in organizations that do tremendous good. There are not-for-profit organizations that provide foreign aid and do medicine and change economies and change societies and bring so much help to people and they stand up and they get awards and there are speeches and people are so so alive with this amazing feeling of the amazing good that they've done. How could anyone argue against this as a good cause? That's a thought you should watch out for. That's a thought that you should be very careful with. Because that's a kind of dilution. That's another kind of noise. That's another message that needs to be deciphered for you to hear what is actually going on. And for some organizations and for the work that some institutions do, it's, <laughs> it's almost sacrilegious to suggest such things. Right? How can you argue with feeding the children? How can you argue with foreign aid? How can you argue with providing medicine to those who are suffering? And of course, you don't want to let that turn into a kind of skepticism that leaves you completely alone. Because that's just going to lead to another problem with your belonging side of yourself, which isn't going to be satisfied. And even to say, well, is it a matter of satisfying needs or not satisfying needs? That's not exactly right either. It's more a matter of discovery. It's more a matter of taking the steps as to what will allow you to come to a point of gratitude. To come to a point of thankfulness, having done something. Having signed up to something. Having been involved in something such as a cause. And you will find that there's plenty of things to do 
because there are many causes that need volunteers and workers in many institutions around the world. And by some paradigms, all we really need is to have enough people sign up to the cause. And you can ask yourself as another metric, well, what would happen if everyone in the world signed up to this cause? Would there still be an enemy? That's a good question. That's one way of assessing whether a cause is right for you. And you do need to do all this with your own independence in check at all times. Because institutions and collectives are made of individuals. What holds a collective together? What structural forces are at play when humans come together is never quite so clear. It's never quite so obvious. And it's not even really that useful to talk about it. In some ways you say, well, that's leadership, right? What's the vision of the collective? What are the fundamentals of the collective? What is the real message? And that's all very good. That's leadership. Yes, there's a place for that. But you never really know what's going on with the collective. Because there's always going to be new individuals coming and going. And they're going to have their own experiences, their own motivations, their own needs or their own steps towards gratitude or away from gratitude, their own ability or inability to assess the situation. Which is why independence is so important. And the best institutions that I've been involved in have been the ones that have strong individuals. And I mean strong in that they could leave the institution. They could walk out at any stage. It wasn't something that was hooked into them. It wasn't like a monkey on the back clawing away at the shoulders. And those kinds of individuals can assess for themselves. They can see things clearly. They can hear the call, right? They hear the call to the cause. And it's very simple. It's not a psychological analysis. It's not a philosophical analysis. Your ability to hear the call is not an analysis of the situation. It is to see it really quickly and clearly and to respond. Hearing the call to a cause is your ability to see it and respond. And that really is so important for bringing us all together.
So that's a little bit about hearing the call to a cause. And we will continue our series. There will be another part coming up. So you can subscribe, check back later. Probably by the time you're hearing this, it will be already out. So thanks very much, and we'll be back soon with more.